Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sav and Sean Show. I am one of your hosts, Sean. And I am your other host, Sean. I'm just kidding. I'm Sav. And this is our show. It is, as the name suggests. Indeed it does. I'm so happy you're here. Thanks for being here. Honestly, truly. What's going on in the world right now? Honestly, okay. So like, there's a ton of of media always i mean there always is in the, in the cultural zeitgeist that we live always. in right there's shows there's movies there's all kinds of shit that's going on i want to talk about a new series that the genre itself maybe is not particularly new yeah but it's it's repeating a problem i've noticed in similar titles of this genre so the show i want to talk about is the the Dahmer show on netflix right now with evan peters my biggest fear we know it, it, sean's biggest fear for the listeners at home is uh jeffrey Dahmer copycat killers specifically because they'll they'll take what they see in reference and they'll do it again and you, but you know what that that kind of tacks on to my point that i want to make about this show is that i feel like lately as a society especially like in the millennials and the the gen z kind of range we've been so exposed to just trauma and tragedy in our short few years like we've experienced We've literally experienced world-changing events, like, on more world-changing events than we can count, honestly, in our, you know, less than 30 years of living at this point. Like, I'm tired of it. I'm tired. Okay? (laughs) I can't do it. I feel like one of the trends that we've seen in the last several years is, like, true crime, right? Like, everyone's obsessed with true crime. There's true crime podcasts. We've done it, honey. Slay. You know, true crime shows. There's, you know, dramatizations of crimes that happen, like, crime shows or crime-centric shows are not new. I mean, look at how long Law & Order SVU has been on the air. Shout out to Mariska Hargitay, Slay, and we Chris love Maloney. To see it. Oh, love that mom and dad. I feel like the problem lately is that we get these shows that are, you know, centering around these dark, evil humans, but we're casting conventionally attractive actors in these roles as these evil people, you know? Right, because we're just romanticizing, like, the look of these hot modern actors for like the heinous acts that they were before which exactly. is like messy as fuck and it's like it's weird to me like oh yeah Jeffrey Dahmer was literal evil but like we're gonna cast a conventionally quote-unquote attractive person to play them and then what has happened the entire internet has exploded thirsting over literal Jeffrey Dahmer you know what I Yikes. mean like it's like if we as a society can't take a step back and be like, maybe we shouldn't be writing fan fiction about Jeffrey Dahmer eating, literally eating our heart out. You know what I mean? Like that Literally. Just... A crock pot in the back of the closet, just like with like yeah. a, a small door and it's just like human penises. Like, what are we this is doing? Art. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's almost like a desensitization. Is that a word? Desensitization? Desensitization? Yes. Yeah? Is yes. that a word? 
Yes, because I fucked up romanticization earlier. I'm dead. You know what? Desensitization. If it's not a word, I'm making it now. It's We're desensitizing desensitizing ourselves to the gruesome acts that these people are committing. And instead, we're just kind of accepting like, oh, well, you know, yeah, that's kind of terrible. But like, man, Jeffrey Dahmer is hot. I feel like it's similar to kind of what they did with the Ted Bundy series with um, Zac Efron, where Zac Efron is pretty hot. Not going to lie. He's a pretty delicious man. He's a mensch. Very. handsome exactly and i know it's a little bit different because ted bundy was supposed to be a more attractive man and that was how he kind of lured his victims in was the fact that he was a better looking guy but i still feel like yeah i mean it's just i just feel awkward with the all of the serial killer shows and i feel more awkward with the reactions I see on the internet of like how the viewers are interpreting this of like these are really terrible, gruesome, awful, horrible, deplorable things that have happened and that these people have done. But like we're just going to thirst over them because they're hot like that. It just it like makes me feel super uncomfortable. No, I completely wholeheartedly agree. These hot men that we idolize are now taking on the roles of these people that have created such heinous acts. Where do you split the difference? And I mean, I feel like they even did it with that first Jeffrey Dahmer series with Ross Lynch in it. Like Ross Lynch. Yes. Good looking, talented, successful, lots of fans. And then you're going to make him a serial killer. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, I feel like at that point, it's more on the casting directors. Like, they're casting these high profile, attractive celebrities that have a large fan base because they know that that's what's going to bring them views versus just like, why can't we just not make a show sensationalizing these heinous acts? You know what I mean? I feel like Jeffrey Dahmer should be common knowledge. That part. You know what I mean? And and that's the other thing that's alarming is how many people are like just now finding out about the things Jeffrey Dahmer did. Like that's like kind of scary to me that everyone's like, oh my God, I have no idea. I'm like, girl. Because it wasn't that long ago. It really wasn't. We have to also acknowledge like the families, these family members that are still alive and either putting it behind them or still grieving the loss of the people they've lost. Because, yeah, these families that are left behind, the remainder of their lives are largely shaped by these experiences that have happened to their loved ones. Like, that becomes their entire identity after a certain point. Like, Jeffrey Dahmer's brother changed his name so he wouldn't still be remembered i would do the same thing tbh honestly who wouldn't because like how can you continue to be productive in society when this shadow is looming over you it's messy it's awful Ugh. but to 180 off of that (laughs) (laughs) i just saw a tiktok that my sister sent me about this beautiful beautiful gal okay who was an astronaut who her grandfather was so supportive of her trip to space And, like, she had always wanted to be an astronaut. He made a big point of being like, you got to let me know when you go off to space. And he died before she got the chance to. So she went up to space and she took his ashes up to space. Are you kidding? When we cremated my grandpa (laughs) at the funeral home, they had a bunch of posters where you could send your loved one's ashes to space. Wait, for real? Swear to God. They had several options. One of them was uh, to send yourself briefly into the atmosphere and then you would return to Earth, I guess, in your ashes capsule and then you would be retrieved. To which I was like, why would I want to come back? Like, if you're sending me off planet, just send me all the way. Like, I'm not trying to return I'm yeah, ready to go. I don't go. want to come back here. Bezos, um, what's good? Yeah, and then the second <laughs> option was, I'm pretty sure you could shoot the ashes into space and they could orbit the Earth. 
and then crash back down to Earth. So either way, you're coming back at, like to Earth. So I really don't think it's worth it. They never gave us that option. When my grandmother died, we had two options. You could either turn her ashes into jewelry or you could take like a fingerprint and turn it into jewelry. And that's what we chose. Rest in peace, gal. Go off, queen. <laughs> um, but we're getting into the topic of our episode today, which is, yo, Loki, I'm married. What? You would have never known. Sean got married. To a man? No. What? To a woman. Bitch, what? you knew this. You knew I this. I know. I was, I was feigning <laughs> surprise for the listeners at home. The dramatization for everybody else. Yeah. I'm actually just recently... What what is this? At time of recording, it was I celebrated my one year anniversary four days ago. Wow, time Wild. truly flies, doesn't it? It truly does. But let's get into it. So I married. Okay. To a woman. A shocking surprise. Yeah. Truly, truly. So here's how this went. About a year and let's be honest, a week and a half ago, mm-hmm. I was at work. Just vibing, just thriving. And you, of anybody, knows more than anything that I have wanted to get married to a platonic female friend for years. Yes. Yes, I have been aware of that. I even asked you, I believe. And I said no. I'm sorry. As you should have. That was the smart decision. Yeah, I know know that. (laughs) Even (gasps) so, I was working and I got off work. I had a few glasses of wine. And I looked at one of my best female coworkers, one of my best friends, and I said, hey, gal, do you want to get married? And she was like, absolutely. And I was like, no, I think you think that I'm kidding. I do want to get married. Like, I I want to do this. And she was like, me too. But for context, I was reaching my 25th birthday. Quarter life crisis. Exactly. And what do you do when you turn 25 for like a normal heterosexual person? You ruin your life. Or in my case, you try to go to New York and then you can't because your brother contracts COVID. And I oop. (laughs) It was a fun time. We still went a few weeks later, but it's fine. But for me... The thought was open a credit card, open a Costco card, and then get married. The three main domestic things anyone must do. That's exactly what I did. That week, I opened a credit card, I got a Costco card, and I went to my best platonic female coworker and I said, I want to get married. She said, I'm down. I said, you mean it? She said, absolutely. So we decided this on a Friday. We booked our tickets that Saturday for Vegas. We eloped. By the way. Obviously, yeah. They're not going to do of it course. in West Virginia. You got to elope in Vegas. We thought about doing it in Florida, but I was like, the annulment process is a little messy. So let's just switch it up. So we were like, we're going to elope. So we bucked our tickets on a Saturday. We flew out on a Tuesday at like the middle of the night, like 10, 11 p.m. Oh, what a terrible time to fly. And I told none of you, except for the people that I wanted to invite. So I guess you and maybe Megan. You and told I was like, me you were... after the fact, bitch. Oh, yeah. You're right, because we were at a show. Yeah, I told bitch. Megan, because it was Megan's idea originally. She was like, why don't you go elope in Vegas? And I was like, actually, you're right. I should. <sighs> we all so... know we shouldn't plant ideas in your brain. <laughs> Truly, you shouldn't. So I was like, oh, yeah, that's great. I booked the tickets. We flew out on a Tuesday. We woke up on Wednesday after doing our bachelor slash bachelorette party, which was just getting wasted and playing the slots at the MGM in Vegas. Of course. Went to sleep, woke up, ate some in and out for lunch. We booked the venue 
The whole thing, right? We go. I brought my suit. She brought a little white dress. I decided like about like an hour and a half, maybe two hours before the ceremony. Let's go in on the vows. Like we love each other. We're doing the thing. Let's make it real. So we did the vows. It was gorge. We, we wrote them down. She had no idea what to say. Ashlyn, I love you with my whole heart. Sean, I work with you. <laughs> you are a man. <laughs> Honestly, pretty much. And me giving a whole entire diatribe about oh, this is what we Christ. should do. And, and this is who I am. And this is how I love you. And this is about the part where we cut to my wedding ceremony. Oh, geez. So, here we go. Okay. So, you already know that this is gonna be kind of emotional and she read it beforehand, so like, we're just gonna get through it. But we're gonna get through it quickly because I'm pretty sure we have a time limit. Okay. I love this. My darling Ashlyn, I've had the pleasure of working with you over a couple of years and every single moment has been a pleasure. The patience, kindness, coverage, and genuine care for me is one of the best gifts I've ever received, not only at any workplace, but also my entire life. One of my favorite things about you, for which there are many, is that despite how often people show you the ugly sides of themselves, you are still willing to put your own feelings aside strictly to help, to lend an ear, to gift a home, or to give the shirt off your back. That's just the type of woman you are. I think it's easy for people to judge you at a first glance for your carefree attitude or your wild nature, your spontaneity. Everyone we work with or that knows what we're currently doing, especially. <laughs> But that's just a cursory glance. Those people don't see the late night drives you make to cheer someone up that's had a bad day. They don't see the open door policy you extend to everyone for a carefree escape from their daily stressors or crises. They don't see the extra work you put in day in and day out strictly because it's the right thing to do. During this time, and even before I've known you, you have had to face so many terrible tragedies head on. Even if one occurrence, what has happened to you, happened to any other person, it would be crippling let alone the entirety of the things that you have grieved, coped, and smiled through. I'm thankful that at the very least, I've had the opportunity to make you smile, to gift you an escape, and facilitate an experience neither one of us will ever forget. So many big changes are happening in my life, and opportunities I never could imagine that hopefully are going to take me to some fantastic places. And I don't know what my future is going to hold, or either of us for that matter. But here's what I do know. One, we are here in this moment, in Las Vegas, getting quote-unquote married on a whim. We still have a little time after this to relish this moment and enjoy each other's company. And everything that you are is so much bigger than the area you reside. I look forward to the day that you leave that small town and flourish for the person you are, because I know you will. Thank you for being the only person I know who would have said yes to this. And above all, thank you for being my friend. There is nobody I would rather be in this moment with. I wish I was better expressing how much I appreciate you and everything that you have and still continue to do for me, day in and day out. I promise to support you and encourage you no matter where this crazy life may take us. I promise to accept you for who you are and love you no matter what. I promise that even when we are apart, we are together in spirit. And most of all, I promise to be your person and I promise that you are mine. Thank you for coming into my life when I needed you most. For always protecting me and my heart. For always getting, or sorry. <laughs> for getting me through the good, the bad, and confusing times. You never fail to make me feel like the happiest and prettiest girl on this planet. You changed my life just by being in it. You will always be my soulmate, and I love you so much. And now that you 
have exchanged those beautiful vows and given each other a symbol of how much this really does mean to you. Remember this. It was that love and joy that you shared together that brought you here to do this thing today. <laughs> yeah. And it is that love that you share that is going to enrich your lives for as long as you are together. May beauty and joy and hijinks surround you <laughs> in this journey ahead. And may your days together be good and long and with great joy. I now pronounce you committed together for life. Congratulations. Oh my God. Oh my goodness me. This, this wedding officiant, efficient, however you say it, she was a former showgirl. She was killing it. Her emotion, her the speech about the promises to each other today, that just really was the icing on top of the cake for me. I have video evidence to show that I fucking sobbed. Oh, I have no doubt about it. Zero doubts about it. But it's wild because, you know, we're a year later. We still love each other very much. It's crazy that I did that. So uh, that's that's my marriage story told nobody and uh we just vibed and we thrived i think i ended up telling you what like a week and a half later yeah and it was a text that was like lol so i married <laughs> so thanks for the heads up <laughs> you're so welcome i just thought you know when it actually happens for me if it happens for me at least the first time got out of the way you know yeah i mean you've already been married once at this rate i would just settle for someone who liked me not even wants to marry me. Re-fucking tweet. And then when it comes to my actual dating life, which I have very little experience in beyond having sex with strangers, which is probably why I got married as fast as I did, that's that's why I did. And uh, the rest of it is uh, a little messy, but uh, it is what it is. That's dating in pop culture, mama. I'm very glad for you. <laughs> I feel like there's this... This culture right now, especially like I think social media is literally the devil. And I think it's responsible for a lot of these like unrealistic idealizations of life that people are developing. For sure. Um, especially pertaining to like the dating scene. Like there are so many shows, like we were just talking about The Bachelor, Bachelorette, but like there's so many shows that like their entire premise is just like finding love but like love is not a product that can be manufactured you know what i mean so it's like yeah maybe the storylines and the characters make for good tv but at the end of the day like you can't buy love money right. can't buy me love like what's yeah, the outcome can't... of these kinds of relationships yeah. at the end of the day and it's like that's i feel like that's all what the cultural zeitgeist has become of just like these dating shows you have like what uh love is blind i'm a kind of obsessed with love is blind low-key it's pretty good um but like what is that other one the ultimatum you have the bachelor the bachelorette you yeah have married at first sight 90 day fiance like you have all these shows where the premise is about finding your perfect match finding love finding your soulmate xyz where it's like more than that it's about the manufacturing of the idea of love and you know what if you ain't gonna love yourself 
How, how the, the hell are you going to love anybody else? Can, Can I, I get, get an, an amen up in here? Ma. And when I tell you, sometimes you love marriage. Sometimes you love yourself for the sake of loving yourself. I once thought I would be married. Now you have your paintings and your dogs. <laughs> I think for now, I'm just good watching House of the Dragon every Sunday night by myself with my cat and feeling okay in my aloneness. As you should. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, whether you're fake married, whether you're real married, whether you're single and happy, that's full circle, baby. Forget your troubles. Come on, get, get happy. happy. One day's all you get away. Quintessential. If you like what you just heard, you can feel free to rate, review, and subscribe. RRS, son. That is the best way to support small creators such as ourselves. That's small in the figurative sense, not the literal sense, because we are fairly large people. If you are so inclined, you can feel free to follow our show on Instagram. That is at the underscore Sav and Sean underscore show. If you are so inclined, you can also follow me on Instagram at Anthony underscore clams. And Savanya, where can our listeners find you? My name is Savanya. I'm not a lasagna. You can find me at savannapeterson.com. That was kind of a rhyme. That was kind of a rhyme. I kind of lived for that. Uh, thank you. You can also follow me on TikTok at Savannah Peterson because I don't use any other social media. We love to see it. She's built different. I am different. I'm also traumatized. So I just, I don't like anything besides TikTok. Work, mama, slay the boots house down. Slay. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you guys next, next time. time. Come on, get happy. We're gonna take all you guys away. If we get troubles, come on, get happy. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.